From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little... American Dark Ages. But let's have a little fun today, because you have to almost look at what's going on as if it were a Saturday Night Live skit. The idea that there is something as a king. There's no fracking king, you inbred mule-looking fool. Over in London, England, you look almost as ridiculous. You'd look more ridiculous if you weren't sconced by our particular idiots, John Kerry and Joe Biden. Funny. Look at these idiots, and they're worried about the future. What's your future? Because it doesn't look like any of you are going to make it to Thursday. And I like the fact that John Kerry gets to lecture this so-called king. I love that part. There's a full understanding here, particularly with the evidence of the last few weeks piling on that when scientists are telling us that they are terrified by what they're seeing, and when we hear those same scientists telling us that we are in uncharted territory, this group has come together to try to figure out, okay, how do we deploy the... No, you didn't. You came together to look important because you feel important. You're in a room where somebody thinks he's important because his mother and father were some sort of cousins that are kings in England or whatever the hell you are. What you really are are fools. You're morons. And you ignoring the fact that those very scientists have been wrong for 70 years. In fact, they're probably the grandkids of the first scientists who said we were going to freeze. You remember that? At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. So those scientists believed there was an ice age. They were convinced it was going to be an ice age. They sold all kinds of stuff. Ice age, it's coming. Now, in the last few weeks, John Kerry and the dimwit in diapers pretending to be president, this morphodite, who looks ridiculous, by the way, when he's dressed with his shirt off. Forget about it. It's pathetic and disgraceful. Now, you've decided with your scientists in the last next few weeks, it's going to be hotter than ever. And none of you have a perspective that anybody who even talks about this topic should have. You know, one that's, say, like six million years old to just get started. In the meantime, what you're really there for is the massive expansion of the most corrupt entity among governments around the world. And that is the military scheme where not only. Are certain people cannon fodder? Like right now, it's in Europe. By the way, 500 days we're in this war. I thought it was only going to last a couple of weeks. It's only going to last a couple of weeks. And at the same place where they're talking about the, the world climate and the environment, these evil rat bastards are giving weapons to kill and maim human beings to the amount they don't want you to know about. But what is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization? I mean, are we still going to call it the North Atlantic? Because obviously it's not. What it is is a cash register for corrupt countries such as ours. Democratic and Republican administrations have pushed NATO to Russian's borders, violate our own solemn promise from the early 90s when we pledged that if Russia made this terrible concession of moving 400,000 troops out of East Germany 
and allowing the unification of Germany under a NATO army, a, a hostile army, that we would commit that after that we would not move NATO one inch to the east. And James Baker gave that assurance, as did the British uh, government officials and many, many others. And yet today we have surrounded Russia. We have moved it not one inch to the east. But, but nobody's had a conversation. Here we are in the year 2023, and I have to buy this Cold World bull dung. Oh, it's, it's terrible. The Russians are evil. Why, aren't, why isn't anyone talking to Russia? Why are you not calling for diplomacy? At the same meeting place, the phony palace, where you pretend you're kings and queens and everything else. You're worried about the environment, but you don't care about the mindless mayhem and destruction of human beings. Thousands of cluster munitions will be provided to Ukraine to defend itself against Russian aggression, the Biden administration announced days before the NATO summit in Vilnius, Lithuania. These weapons, banned by more than 100 countries, can kill indiscriminately over a wide area. But what if, why don't we just pretend instead of killing human beings, it's bad for the environment? Maybe then we can have something called diplomacy, but that's not in the best interest of a corrupt government. And that's why all of the most corrupt governments partake in an organization that has nothing to do with its mission statement and has double-crossed its own word to the, to the citizens who pay for it. A thousand miles and 14 nations. We have surrounded Russia with missiles and military bases, something that we would never tolerate if the Russians did that to us. And statements from our government officials and think tanks lay out the goals for the Ukraine war. Regime change in Russia, the overthrow of Vladimir Putin. This is what President Biden has said, is there our purpose in the Ukraine. The disabling and exhaustion of the Russian military. None of these objectives have anything to do with helping the Ukraine. Ukraine is simply a pawn in a, in a proxy war. Nuclear powers must avert those confrontations which bring an adversary to a choice of either humiliating retreat or a nuclear war. And he's 100% correct. And how does it end? Does anybody want to discuss how it ends? Because we're 500 days into it and we're spending more money and we're giving more weapons for more chaos and destruction. That's exactly what the reality is. But people don't want to discuss the reality. And if they did, they certainly wouldn't have spokes idiots like John Kerry, who is a punchline of humanity, not just because of his ridiculousness during the Vietnam conflict and his phony metal scheme. But because John Kerry has done nothing his entire life except marry dimwits who are rich. That's John Kerry's real legacy. And somehow he knows about weather because he's been flying around in private jets that somebody else's husband bought him. This is a very important point. The, the, the climate crisis is growing by the day. You just saw have reported on what happened. In Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Is it going to be an ice age or is it going to be hot, John? You tell me, dummy. All around the world, there are record-breaking days where the heat is greater than it's ever been before. Isn't that the same thing Leonard Nimoy, also known as Spock, told me just a few years ago? Same bulls. Government is the best place to be a moron. The best place to be a corrupt, absolute failure who's never gotten anything right in its life. You can really rise to the top. You can. You can specifically rise to the top in the American government. Question. What law school did you attend and where did you place in that class? And the other question oh, is, could you quickly, I, I think we I, I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. <laughs> I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. 
In the first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits, and I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd so like, no, Frank. Not, I can say one thing. <laughs> I think just in my own time, I'm not by the way, all of that was a lie, and there were, there was no cost to Joe Biden. In fact, you see him today as he destroys our country. This is why it attracts notable morons and liars and frauds. What do people get wrong about you or not know about you? Um, I think very often when I meet with colleagues or individuals that I had not met with before, um... They are surprised that I do my homework a lot. No, they're not. They're just hoping you take your clothes off, dummy. Nobody thinks you're smart. Nobody thinks you do your homework. They think you're a useful idiot. And in this government, you can go far. Lots of parts of the world are exacerbating the problem right now. But when you have bombs going off and you have damage to septic tanks or to power centers, etc., you have an enormous release of, uh, of greenhouse gas, of methane, of, you know, all of the family of greenhouse gases. And the result is it's adding uh, to the problem. I'm not, you know, believe me. That's uh, the fight in Ukraine is a fight that we have to make, that the world has to make. So let me watch. It's not the actual mayhem you're worried about. It's the righteousness to wield that kind of power where you and your political whores and pimps get to decide where we can omit carbon and where we cannot. And this is something that I think we need to question that and the fact that what we're experiencing is the economic intentional destruction of our nation. You saw the budget that that the president um, wasn't going to get anywhere, but you saw it. It was almost, I mean, a lot of tax hikes. Do you have any problems with any of this, with what you're watching? Are you allowed to say if you do as a Democrat? Do you, do you think, why, why do you think no, that it's country... It's always good to see on a Monday. Um, I, you know, the, it's always what? The reason I play these Democrats like uh, Gottenheimer, like AOC, is they don't really believe in anything. There's no amount of evidence of failure and corruption that will ever affect their career. What they're going to do is sell out everything they've ever talked out of their mouth because they'd want to be in on the mafia, in on the scam. See, Gutenheimer, although very successful, will never pay a tax in his life because he's a Democrat. He's in the mafia. So now he's going to put lipstick on the pig of the worst economy we have seen since the collapse of 08 and since the Obama administration, which is kind of what we're living through now anyway. Good to see you on a Monday. You know, you're going right in. I like that. The the. Uh, it's just a. Si- I mean, it's a simple question. You 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 know you you pr- say that you're a blue dog. You say that you're a problem solver. Are you fully behind Bidenomics and what we've seen? Well, I think if you look at where the economy is right now, in terms of given you're coming out of COVID, giving out of the supply chain strain, and look at the numbers that have been produced, that's those are popular. They're popular, and he's doing great. And this weekend on CNN, where else could you get this kind of reporting? You've often said when people ask you about your age, uh, just watch me. And I think a lot of people do watch you and are impressed. And they think you've been a great president. Uh, You've brought the economy back. Uh, You've restored relations with the world. But 
We're in the middle of World War III, you stupid son of a dog. We're still killing people in Yemen on behalf of the inbred Saudis, not to mention Syria. Oh, but the good news is Turkey says Sweden can be a part of NATO because they're bribed to. Now continue lying, you propagandist CNN moron. Many of these people do say, and these are ardent supporters of yours, the next thing he should do is step aside and let another generation of Democrats take the baton. So you know what the reality is, what there are all these swindlers and whores and political dimwits have to admit, that not since the end of Vietnam has recruiting for our military been so low. Why is that? Because the nation writ large understands what Joe Biden is, a corrupt, incompetent political whore. And it's worse because these run deep. It's both parties. This will be the lowest, lowest turnout of any election, bar none. And the reality is, That's going to be hard statistic to prove because the election is a fraud. They cheated. They didn't win Jack. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Ta-da! And the world is sick and tired of a war. The world is sick and tired of mayhem, cluster bombs, and profiteering off corruption. We'll call it NATO for now. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. You think Trump lost November 2020? Trump lost because of his beliefs, because of the implementation of policies that hamstrung the government corrupt mafia. I have been very, very direct with Secretary Stoltenberg and members of the alliance in saying that NATO members must finally contribute their fair share and meet their financial obligations. But 23 of the 28 member nations are still not paying what they should be paying and what they are supposed to be paying for their defense. I wish he had time to go into the fact that we often loan them the money to pay us to the illusion of them paying anything. You see, this is why Sweden is in. This is why any of them want to be in. It's a giant money laundering scheme, a money fraud. And they've got us right where they want us, listening to John Kerry and the dimwit in diapers, Joe Biden, speaking to a pretend blue blood fraud, donkey-eared dimwit called the king. This is not fair to the people and taxpayers of the United States. And many of these nations owe massive amounts of money from past years. Don't worry. Drinks are on the house. Just like in Goodfellas. In the meantime, let's revisit when things were good. So we were energy independent. Think of it three years ago. And and what people... What people don't know is that we have, I call it liquid gold, because it's gold, it's better than gold. We have liquid gold under our feet more than any other nation, more than Saudi Arabia, more than Russia. We're energy independent. Within six months, we would have been energy dominant. And that's why you lost. They had to get you out of the way. Because now they've got every company, every industry, every American citizen believing it's the end of the world. Funds necessary to invest to create the new clean energy economy. Clean energy. Invest. If it's so close to the end of the world, what good is your your little minuscule efforts anyway as you blow up half of the world? Huh, dummy? 
I'm so sick of these fracking Democrats. The values at stake are enormously important to all of us. So I'm not suggesting by any fashion that that this is not a fight we shouldn't be involved in. But I am saying that there are ancillary impacts as a result of it. What about when you when you blew up Nord Stream 2? About that, when you blew up Nord Stream 2 or when you blew the dam. Oh, come on. Or am I supposed to believe Russia blew up their own? They blew up their own dam. They blew up their own pipeline. Because these liars told us they did, right? Glenn and Oakbrook. Yeah, hey, Sean. I, I, I created a list of these uh, government uh, crises. 1960, oil gone in 10 years. 1970, another ice age in 10 years. 1980, acid rain will destroy all the crops in 10 years. What about the hole in the ozone? 1990s. When was that? Yeah, 1990s, the ozone layer will be gone in 10 years. Who the hole? What happened to the hole? Where'd the hole go? Go ahead. So none of this ever happened, but all resulted in more taxes. Oh, that's the one thing that solves everything. Just ask a government whore who's never paid taxes, like the crack-smoking son of this dimwit. By the way, did you see him with his shirt off, squirrel? Did you see that? My word. I prefer my cleavage without hair. What kind of man has boobs? Chris Christie? Oh, God. Bruce Waukesha. Thanks, John. Take my call. Thank you for making Hey, I just wanted to touch base on if you've been following this thing in Milwaukee where they're about to uh, uh, take a vote tomorrow night on this 2% sales tax increase in Milwaukee. Um, this, is, this is exactly the problem that we've all been witnessing from a distance in all of these major blue areas. This is crumbling apart here. This is their only way they think they can save it, and they're threatening to, to lay off 300 uh, firemen, 450 police officers. Um, the public comment last week was just an outrage. They were outraged at wanting have, having to pay 2%. I'm telling you, this is going to be repeated in other other states and cities around the country. Bruce, this is what they just, do. You just have to look at the blue areas. You know, it's funny. I just flew into the, into the sewer of O'Hare. I still can't get used to that B.O. and turpentine smell. However... The first gas station I saw, it's a dollar more a gallon than what I was paying, you know, hours before. What's the difference? And the difference is Democrats. It's expensive to be a failed mafia socialist state. Hopefully Wisconsin pushes it off, Bruce, but I don't know. You got a lot of dummies there. Look at your uh, your governor who looks like Orville Redenbacher on meth. Thank you very much. And that's another thing. The Democrats are repulsive looking human beings, aren't they? Yes, they are. Lots of parts of the world are exacerbating the problem. Right? Shut up. The only thing you're good at is finding some rich dimwit at a party. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thanks a lot for taking my call. How you doing today? Splendid. Good, good. Listen, this whole thing with this uh, cocaine and everything like that, the more I hear it and everything, the more... Okay, you got a band of pirates that commandeered the White House. They're all a bunch of scum pirates. I mean, who knows what the heck's going on? They're probably all blowing and snorting it. Cocaine doing Ooh, whatever. Take it easy. The- Don't be invoking anything. Right away, I'm thinking of the vice president. Go ahead. Yeah, but here's the point why I say that. Because all of a sudden, when, the, when, the, when there was patriots and conservatives marching through the West, they got all their cameras and all their stuff. They know every single person that was in there, every move they made, but they don't know nothing about a bag of cocaine. Or no, who you know what, Craig? Who... You, just, you just gave me the answer. I decided who left the bag of cocaine. It was the January 6th protesters. There's no question about it. And that was a tip-off to me. I mean, I had no thought in my head as I watched this happen on television and in the subsequent weeks that... What are those guys called? The Oath Keepers? Right? Who's going to jail? How many guys we got in prison without their court date? It was one of them. Just name one. 
They left it there. U.S. Law enforcement or military agencies had anything to do with it. That never crossed my mind. I never thought that there was it was a false flag or anything like that. I'm not a conspiracist by temperament. I never thought that. Um, and then I interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sund, in an interview that was never aired on Fox. By the way, I was fired before it could air. Um, I, I'm going to interview him again. But Stephen Sund was the totally non-political worked for nancy pelosi i mean this was not some right-wing activist he was the chief of the capitol police on january 6th and he said oh yeah yeah yeah. that crowd was filled with federal agents maybe it was one of them i remember the secret service has a little bit of a cocaine problem not to mention underage hookers and speaking of the un and nato did you know that nato is involved in massive underage prostitution problems did you know that along with the un oh did you ever see the financial scandals among NATO and the UN. It's all expanding now. 312 642 5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. Wham! Son of a gun could sing, huh? Good hair, too. We need to have uh, a realization that we've got a, about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. We're going to run out of oil. When Mr. Nixon made his famous uh, speech on Operation Independence, we were importing about 35% of our oil. Now we've increased that amount 25%. We now import about 44% of our oil. We need to shift from oil to coal. We need to concentrate our research and development effort on uh, coal burning and extraction that's safe for miners. Oh, shut up. You were dumb then. What's he? Is he still dying, this son of a gun? He go to hospice like nine months ago? Hang on, Jimmy. I feel bad to be like one of the nephews you have to go there all the time. How's he doing? He seems to be getting stronger. I think he's dating. John Bridgeport. Hey, Sean, thank you. Earlier you mentioned January 6th, and can you just remind your listeners, anytime you bring up January 6th, please mention this, Congresswoman up here in Evanston, yeah. overseas Northwestern University. With the unluckiest yeah, husband hus- in the world? Correct. Yeah. His job was a Democratic operative to go to rallies, Republican rallies, Trump rallies, and stir the pot. Bob he finally Kramer. got arrested. Exactly. And they never get that. That isn't the only time Democrats do that with operatives. They do it all the freaking time and they do it in the January 6th. And this is why they're bullshit. Oh, you can't swear, John and Bridge. I should have known Bridgeport. We got to always have a warning on when you got the Bridgeport. I agree with him. And uh, I tend to cut Bob Creamer a break. Number one, he's a Democrat rat, always has been, infiltrated with all the communist Olinsky scum over at Manny's Deli, shortened the waitress on the tip. Um, but he has to look at Jan Schakowsky coming out of the shower. Anybody who has to look at that deserves a little bit of a break. But he is a apparatchik of the mafia and an all-around Chicago Democrat scumbag. However, he also inspired the dimmer switch. Nathan, Arlington Heights. Hey, Sean. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, I know this is getting a little off subject, but just because I've been listening to you for the past year, you know, you always mention about moving down to Florida. And I just always wondered, you know, you have a big audience in uh, Wisconsin and Indiana. Like, how, what do you think about these states? So here, let me explain. You know, it's, it, it's funny. I, there are so many good states. And I don't ever want to see like, oh, okay, for me, for me, it was the choice because I just love what it brings. But if you can't do this, this I get this a lot, right? 
Go to one that has a better future than Illinois. Illinois is done. Stick a fork in it. Not because all of the people are corrupt, but the main people are corrupt. And now that they've gerrymandered the election system, you don't stand a chance. So go to another state that has a better system and more people who demand honesty in their government. Now, I don't know if that's Wisconsin. It looks like the future for Wisconsin's a little bumpy, but there are several others around there. I mean, Indiana still looks fine if you can get used to that oil smell. Um, but I, I, <laughs> Iowa's kind of nice. You know, I, I think Iowa's kind of nice, except for those $4 million windmills that seem to be everywhere. But aside from that, they've got good food. They've got the biggest truck stop in America, which I love. And uh, breakfast, lunch, all fantastic. I like to stop in Iowa whenever I drive through. But you have to pick a state where the people are not corrupted. I had this conversation with somebody who's a lovely person just earlier today. And it's heartbreaking because they they want the best. And you're in the 80% of Illinois that's not in the Democrat mafia. But now, unfortunately, that's who runs things. So what are you going to do? You know, what's the advice? My advice is... You're not all Jimmy Carter. We're not all going to be 2,000 years old of stupid and corruption. We're, most of us are going to die young. So how much time do you want to waste on a, on, a, on a Democrat mafia-run area? You know, that's the question you have to ask yourself. But I, I think, are you in Wisconsin? Oh, no, you're in Arlington Heights. Hey, I I'm got- in Arlington Heights, but I say that because, like, I'm just giving you, like, I, I have relatives that live in northwest Indiana. My grandparents were steel workers, and there you know you where Hobart is, don't yeah, you? Yeah, of course, of course. I used to so drive through when, it. When you go down there, yeah. everyone is from here, but it's so, like, the attitude people have is so much better. Like, here in Buffalo Grove and Arlington Heights, oh, my God, the people are so rude. They won't even talk to you, and down there you can start a conversation with anyone. Nathan, you know advice that sticks out to me? I was a young kid, and I never knew anybody. You know, I knew people that worked hard and did very well, but I I never knew anybody that was, like, doing what I envisioned myself doing until I went to the mercantile. I was a young guy, and I saw this guy who wasn't much older, maybe 10, 15 years older, and he was, like, a legendary trader, legendary guy, and he did this beautiful life. And I said, you know, I just want to ask you, how did you make the decisions? He goes, you know what I do that most people will tell you not to do? I listen to myself. That's an amazing little sentence. Listen to yourself. You know what the answer is. You know what the answer is. You just described it. You got your friends and family down in Northwest Indiana. Okay, done. Get your car, pack it up, and get the hell out of here. Right? I mean, that's it. Listen to yourself. And if you do that, you'll you'll know when you're right. You're going to feel the way most good people feel all day long. When you're not surrounded by these mafia-entitled Scourge, you know, communists or Chicago Democrats. Thank you very much, Nathan. Appreciate the call. Trish in her car. Yeah. Um, hi, Sean. Hi. Um, hey. Um, I'm just kind of taken aback at how Trump is just, you know, he's, he's got this supposed lead. I don't even give a crap right now. It's so far away from the election. That's not going to make a difference anyway, because they're not running. The president isn't running the country. Yeah. Um, the only thing for certain that's going to happen in 500 days when the election or 492 days is Jimmy Carter will still be alive. Go ahead. Yeah, anyway, so Trump, who loved Mr. I Love America, is, you know, going after DeSantis like nobody's business. Well, there's a good chance he might be in the slammer. So why uh, would you divide up, have, divide up the country? At- oh, I don't agree. I, I, I Here's the other thing, Trish. I don't think, number one, he should be in the slammer. He's clearly being persecuted, not prosecuted. No, I- and I don't think, listen, I, I, I think there's many other things on that docket, but I, I try not, what you're asking me to do is easy radio, by the way. What you're asking me to do is probably what you hear a lot, right? Trump and DeSantis and DeSantis and Trump and the field and that. None of it is legitimate. None of it 
is legitimate. There is no integrity in our election system. And nobody wants to talk about it. I I understand your concerns, and it's a wonderful game to play to waste time to get through a segment. It's not what I want to play. It's not what I want to play. Because the system of our election is corrupted, and we all know it. And everybody feels it. And I'm going to tell you a little skinny. Even the Democrats know. 81 million people did not vote for Joe Biden. The election was stolen. They... When I say they, I mean the Democrats had had suspicions since Bush W massive suspicions. They hired experts like Harry Hursty, who has been scouring our election machines for 20 years. He's the one who said it can absolutely be frauded malware, Internet access and all the rest of it. Until that conversation happens by all of us. I don't really want to play theater of the absurd. I don't want to play. And that's what we're watching. How many how many Republicans are running? 24? And that fat bastard Chris Christie? Chris Christie doesn't want to win for president. He wants to pay his bills because he's another government hack. Never made a dollar in his life like 99% of them. As far as I'm concerned, there's two guys that should win. Donald Trump or Vivek Ramaswamy. See, because the key to Donald Trump's success, Trish, whether you want to admit it or not, extremely successful in handing property rights back to Americans was he didn't get bred in the political corrupt system this country has. The next president should be no one that ever held office again. What do you think of that? 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just... Disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. Oh, I feel good just listening to it, squirrel. It's true. It also is clean burning. We need to shift very strongly toward solar energy and have strict conservation measures. And then, as a last resort only, Continue to use atomic power. I was- Hang on, Jimmy! Hang on! Kira, Indiana. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. You're making me laugh. I take notes when you're on, so my note for today is listen to yourself. Let me tell you, we hung our Trump flag this weekend in northwest Indiana. How many rocks would have been thrown through my window if we stayed in Illinois? Oh. So, Nathan, there's a... There's a cute little house in Highland. It's for sale, so tell Nathan to look in Highland, Indiana. But my question, Sean, is Charlie Kirk on Friday said the upcoming election will be a duplicate of 2020 with the same three states deciding the outcome. Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia. Do you agree? Absolutely. They cheat, you lying rat Democrats. Just name a policy. Name a policy. Name a Democrat area. And what do you have? Thieves. Thieves and scallywags and scoundrels, you know, Democrats. And there's too many of them now. That's it. Just separate. Which explains why Florida, speaking of uh, little articles, uh, where is this article from? I believe it is in the Wall Is it the Wall Street Journal? The Wall Street Journal. Florida is now America's inflation hotspot. Do you know how they determine this, Squirrel? Because of the housing prices. See, housing prices aren't inflation. It's called supply and demand because good people are fleeing Democrat sewers. And it's the saddest part 
are the people that I know, my friends and family, who have businesses and legacies and relatives, and they can't. So they suffer and they go down with the ship. But that doesn't mean your money has to. So they take their money and they offset their loser dirt, their loser real estate, like loser Chicago, and they buy in a good area. And that offsets the loss. And now the government calls that inflation. Hmm. You almost have to love. By the way, Janet Yellen was in China bowing, bowing like Kamala Harris back in the 90s. Are you running on Bidenomics or do you understand why so many voters uh, aren't feeling the benefits? The cost of living, um, of course, in California is uh, extremely high. The affordability crisis. Barbara Lee, your people are damned to hell because your whole state is run by Democrat moron crooks, just like Illinois is high. We have record job growth, but yet uh, job growth and wages have not kept up with the cost of living. Nobody wants to talk about welfare. What about the welfare that's more than doubled since Joe Biden decided to really destroy the American way of life, the American economy, the, the controlled demolition of our principles of our nation? Shelley and Elgin. <laughs> I just wanted to give you another radio recommendation from Amari's show, but he's on another network, and he had um, he had played it on Saturday night. Aldous Huxley narrating Brave New World from 1956. Shelly, I did that when I was filling in three years ago. Come on, he's just catching he up did. to me. Three years ago when I was filling I in for a, hear for, you doing that. for a whore, another Illinois Republican scumbag, Tea Party guy by the name of Joe Walsh. I think it might be more than three years ago. I played all those Huxley. Well. He was a, a piece party. of garbage. And an, another example of an Illinois Republican, which is why, Shelley, don't you give these Illinois Republicans a nickel. Not a nickel. Unless you absolutely adore the individual and know them, do you give them money. Do not give this party one cent. Thank, I and, don't give any politician in this. And do you know why Aldous Huxley had such the insight he had? Because he was a Fabian, he was a Fabian, his brother, a very okay. well-known Marxist. He himself, an admitted Fabian socialist, his brother, a hardcore Marxist. He knew the failings and the tricks, and, 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 and he predicted exactly what we're living through. It's very interesting. It's an excellent point. Well, he did brave the world when he said, as narrating the other night, that he had said it 600 years in the future and 25 years after he wrote it, being in the 50s, he decided he maybe should have said it 200 years in the future. And I was screaming at the radio, no, about 80 years in the future. Right, I couldn't agree with you more, Shelley. That's all. At least we know. We know, and then, and we're going through it. And that's really the only explanation. I mean, it's truly sad what Joe Biden is, is doing to this nation on a multitude of levels, but it's really sad to watch him do anything. For example... You know, the uh, the whole notion of, uh, um, you know, the, this new ring road that's going to put around, are you going to invest in other nations? Well, it's ended up producing. I say they should run Jimmy Carter. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. 
And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Very interested to talk to my next guest. Over 35 years solving management problems, very successful in the private sector. He served as the Undersecretary for Benefits in the Department of Veterans Affairs. And uh, he was in charge of 25,000 people with an operating budget of $4 billion. He's got a new book out. The new book is Veterans Benefits for You. Get what you deserve. It's out now. His name is Dr. Paul Lawrence. Hi, Dr. Lawrence. How are you? Hey, great to be with you, Sean. And thanks for thanks so much for caring about our veterans. Well, I have to tell you, um, I love, I, from a family of blue-collar guys, right? My uncle's in World War II. Four of them helped raise me. I uh, have a godfather who made it through Vietnam, a cousin I never met because of Vietnam. So I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be born in an interesting time in America. In the late 60s, I'm able to see the evolution of uh, you know World War II to what the, the, the Vietnam turned into and all the other conflicts throughout the time. And one thing I always recognize, the warriors always have the best intentions. I don't often agree with the profiteers that send them to conflict, but the one who always pays is the warriors. And what's sad is when you realize how many hundreds of thousands of guys since the end of World War II, since the end of Vietnam, have been affected by our policies and virtually abandoned to a certain extent. They have to go out and investigate for themselves. No one ever helps them learn what is there for them, right? Well, it's getting better, but the it, it is complicated. You know, the explanations generally are written by lawyers, and people get frustrated, and they just stop. And that's really the problem. And there's another problem. The other problem is, uh, for the most part, does our system of taking care of our military, um, their health care, their benefits, does it... Uh, does it live up to the sales pitch? Well, it was under the last administration, because I think you remember President Trump really put <laughs> veterans at the center of his administration. This administration, not so much. The wait times to get health care are up. The time to get your benefits processed are up. So it is slipping. You know, it's interesting. I'm reading through your resume. You've got 35 years solving management problems. I think the name of our government should be Management Problems. They don't have a system that works, not one. And I remember back when my grandfather from World War II, would, he hated Heinz Hospital, which is big in Chicago, the VFW. It was a disgrace. It was, it was horrific and the, the chaos that ensued. And it's always been a scandal. And here in Illinois, we have veterans' homes and they get sick and they're abandoned. Why don't we incentivize the private sector to take care of the military by giving them their own money back in the form of tax breaks rather than overinflated prices? Well, there is, a, there is a lot of movement in that direction. If you remember last time, they passed a law called the Mission Act, which allows veterans to get care in the community. So that is underway. But it's a struggle, right? The institution is very reluctant to send people away from it, right? Send them to private doctors when they have all these doctors in the hospitals, like you described. So it really is a struggle. And the best advice for veterans is, you know, you have to be a strong advocate for your care. You have to be a strong advocate for the, you know, the benefits you're going to get because it is too easy to get caught in this bureaucracy. Now, what are some of uh, now this when you say benefits for you, you're not just talking about medical. I mean, your expertise is immense. You are in everything from loans to insurance to all kinds of things. Right. So you're helping them with more than just the medical issue, which is, a, you know, depending on who's in office, a failure. 
Right. Well, these are, I focus on what are called the financial benefits, the one I understood when I was in office that I ran that was responsible for. So you're right. And this is the thing that is also frustrating. There's a whole series of benefits that are designed to make your service very special. These are earned benefits for veterans, not entitlements available to everybody. And they're only available to veterans who served honorably. So it includes things like if you've been hurt, compensation for if you've been hurt, the GI Bill, right? Education, serve honorably for three years and you get a free ride to a college. And if you don't want to do that, money for a certificate or an apprenticeship or something like that. And of course, one of the most famous is the home loan guarantee, the ability for a veteran to purchase a home with no money down. Unlike civilian counterparts, you don't have to save. You don't have to scrimp and save. You can purchase a home for no money down. And you know, I understand you were in the financial I'm industry. a broker. Yeah. Well, I'm a real estate that's broker. A really, yeah. yeah. That's a really big asset. And for most people, you you know, that's a, that's a, that's a game changer. You know, I have to tell you, I, 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 when I come back to Chicago, the amount of bums on the street, it's unbelievable. And they all have this sign, U.S. veteran, help if you can. I don't even think that should, that should even be an option. I mean, I think, I'm, I'm, believe me, I'm anti-socialist, I'm anti-communist, but the one section of our society that deserves to be compensated are the victims, uh, are, are, are the warriors that fight for that freedom, in essence, why is it, do you think, so many veterans are unaware or uninterested? Is it all boiled down to morale and the fact that when they get home from these conflicts, in particular over the last two decades, and you see what the government did in Iraq, when you see what the government did, I mean, these are smart guys. These are guys who were there. I cannot tell you how many of the people who listen to this show are veterans. And you see in Afghanistan, and you see the disgrace of the foreign policy that is our government. These guys are informed. And they're discussed. Do you think that's why so many of them don't apply for the benefits they're entitled to? Do you think that morale plays a part in it? Some. I also think they talk to their buddies who have developed, developed a distrust for VA. Oh, you don't want to go there. It's too hard, right? I, you'd you're not going to get anything. So there is an element of distrust. If it isn't run well, people begin to talk. And so that also discourages folks from showing up. The homeless veteran is real particularly a problem because there is a lot of money given to the Veterans Administration to solve homelessness. So this is particularly frustrating every time I see those signs as well. So just so you know, if anybody ever sees one of those signs, you can actually call a hotline that VA has, and I'm happy to give you the number next, so that they will come and try to find these people and get them help. So well, why don't you give out that number while I can write it down? I want to keep it for myself. I want my audience to hear it. No, what is No, tell everybody, put it in your speed dial. When you see them at the stoplights, call this number. It's 877-424-3838. I'll say it again. 877-424-3838. They'll ask you, where is this person? And then theoretically, they're supposed to come, identify them, see if they are a veteran, and get them help. So it's really particularly disappointing to see those signs. You know, what... I hate to do this to you, but it's an interview, right? I don't want to just give you some mamby-pamby interview. I'm going to put you on the grill a little bit. I'm going to drag you in the deep water. It's what I do. Um, one of the things I want to ask you about, and, it, and, and I mean it from the standpoint of I was in awe of the guys from Tunnel to Towers Foundation because what these guys do is they actually deliver the one thing all men want, the financial stability for their family they leave behind, right? And I'm talking to – their name was Frank and Tom. And these guys, and they came up with something that I had to double and triple check. They said for $4 billion, $4 billion, you could end homelessness among veterans for $4 billion. Now, that's a rounding error in the Biden administration selling out the country. Why is it that we can't do this? Especially because we own the most land 
you're the biggest uh, uh, renter. Why don't we have a place for these guys? Yeah, well, so this is so I'm, I'm even going to kind of be less charitable than those guys, right? Because if they looked carefully at the VA, there is a homeless program office that probably is funded at about that level. So you have to ask yourself, why can't they talk to people like that who have ideas, right? Why can't we adopt the best practices from the private sector? So that simply would go back to what we began with, management issues. It's just befuddling. Are people serious about solving problems for our veterans or are they not? And you come away just shaking your head when you think about what they're just saying. You know, I look at some of the places that you worked. I look, uh, you know, it, it's 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 more than just Veterans Affairs. You worked for uh, United States Postal Service, the GSA, the DOD. I've come to a conclusion years ago, long before we had this interview, that the government isn't interested in succeeding, that their real profit of both power and money is in failure with the illusion of trying to succeed. You think I'm just jaded or just too aware? I think you're. I think you're a little bit more jaded. So I think here's here's the, here's a way I think about it. In those organizations, I was simply a consultant to them. So I came in from the outside. My only time in government was when I was at the VA for three-ish years. I think there's an awful lot of good people in government. I think they really do try hard, but the leaders and the complexity of things just makes it really hard to succeed. So it's like the mafia, because I'm I'm, I'm from an Italian neighborhood. There's a lot of good people in the social club. It's just sometimes the leaders aren't so great. That's right. Or the, or there's rules or constraints, or they just are following their own agenda. So I, And then, of course, the organizations are so large, I don't even know if even the very best from the private sector can manage them, which is why you see a lot of groups like Tunnels to Tower and like, you know, adding things on that can't be done in government. You know, when you, um, at the end of the day, when you've, you've been involved in this for years and you see us repeating so many of the mistakes we made in the past, we're going to be dealing with this for as long as the country's involved, right? I mean, we're never going to get to that point. Is it because in your, in your opinion, I'm, I'm curious about this, that government doesn't really have a mission statement. It doesn't really abide by a principle that we're going to be in this warfare, welfare system of dealing with these problems in perpetuity. I hope that isn't true for veterans. I hope people one day will begin to realize, and maybe this won't be in that long a term, given that we have to have elections in 18 months, that things that go on at the VA, like these benefits, are supposed to help veterans thrive and accelerate, not just survive, right? It isn't supposed to just get you off. It's supposed to, like, you know, get you a great job, get you a great home. And it wasn't all that long ago that people were actually jealous of veterans because of the way they were succeeding, relatively speaking. And so I'm hoping that's what we get to one day in the near future. I am, too, for the betterment of all things. But I'm often reminded of uh, Canada. And I remember it wasn't that long ago, the Canadian prime minister before this movie star they got now needed heart surgery and he flew to Mayo Clinic. I I, I love that. It it was hysterical. It reminded me of my grandfather, who rather than go to Heinz, he's like, I'll pay triple just not to go. Yeah. Do you think that... uh, we can break that system of incompetence. And what is your experience with the medical professionals in the VA? Because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, socialism attracts to a great extent a lot of incompetence and mediocrity. Do you think that the best are in the VA system or should we scratch it and go to like a uh, voucher system where we give the, the warrior X amount of dollars? Just go to the best and take care of yourself. What do you think is the right way to go at this point in our country where we've gone back and forth for since world war ii but i'm curious to know what you think of the future 
Well, it's a little bit of both. So let me kind of ground you into facts. Most doctors in the United States, to include my son, have been trained in the VA medical system. So it is actually a big training place where many doctors, many very, very good doctors go through and get trained. So at some point, you have to recognize that. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, of course, is like any organization, they can be really good at some things, but not so good at other things. So for example, prosthetics, nobody deals with this more than the VA. So they can be really good at that. But to tie into your question, for the things they aren't really good at, I mean, really, really good at, those could be done elsewhere. So some combination of them focusing on what they're good at and then getting others to do what they're not so good at, I think would be a really good system. I love that. Well, Dr. Paul Lawrence, I want to thank you for the book, the new book, Veterans Benefits, for you. Get what you deserve. It's out now. I want to thank you for the phone number for homeless veterans, 877-424-3838. And I love what you do. And and your son's a doctor. Are you a medical doctor or just a... No, I'm an economist. That's how I ended up handing, handling the financial things at VA. All right. Well, your son's a medical doctor. That's right. He's well, actually, he, actually, he's an optometrist. He's a, a, he works <clears throat> All right. Can you have him find out whatever government medicine they gave Jimmy Carter? And uh, can you get that to me as soon as possible, please? Thank you very much, Dr. Paul Lawrence. Don't get in trouble. I want you to sell a lot of books and not get arrested. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you, Sean, so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. The overall morale of the country is down let alone among veterans who see us wasting, frauding their efforts numerously. We begin this half hour with America's all-volunteer military. It served the nation for more than five decades, but now recruiting is a growing problem, not because of a lack of interest. That's how you know it's a, it's a nationwide network. No, there's still interest. Well, then what is the problem? You're going to love this, Squirrel. Wait till you hear the problem but because too many potential recruits fall short of current military standards. So you know what the government's decision is, right? Like everything else, like college, like medical school, lower the standards. I mean, you're going to have to lower them. You want some of these pink-haired trans testicles in there. Adolf! Adolfo! Hello? How yes, are you? sir! How are you, babe? Oh, good, good. Uh, listen, Carl from Chicago, first time calling you. We got a small... Small problem in this uh, veterans uh, medical coverage for vets. I am a vet. Uh, 1985 to 1994. I know I was in two years active, six reserves. I don't get any benefits, any what's a medical benefits, only because I didn't do 24 hours during time of war. It could have been on a plane flying, flying out somewhere to the unit out in Okinawa, Japan, or whatever it is. I don't get any benefits. If I had been, done 24 hours, I'd get those benefits. They need to change that. You yeah, know, I, 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 that's, that is just aggravating beyond. I mean, so let me get this straight. You're, you, you served a total of six years or eight years? I did six, six years reserve, two years active. So where were you when you were uh, active? How does that work? I, in, in the States. I was uh, California, Arizona, Illinois. So the only guys that point. get benefits for a lifetime are the guys who go to wars. Well, I guess, you know, that's how it's set up. Um, all I know is I, I got a wife and, an, and a son. I'm 57. I don't have any, I don't have any medical insurance. I they got a little business going on. Yeah. It's tough to, to make money. 
and I don't get any benefits. All I needed was 24 hours on the plane, going out to wherever, Korea. There were times they were active. They activated me and then last minute canceled. But, you know, if these, what a Rube if these Gold people, system, what a Rube Goldberg system of qualifying. It is. Got, I mean, they just it pick it out at her derriere because they don't want to get it's like every other form of socialism. They really don't want to give it to you. So they'll create all kinds of rules and traps so you don't get it. But um, you, let me ask you, because you're old enough to remember before Obamacare. Before Obamacare, did you have health insurance? Yes, I did. Uh-huh. You know why? Because it was 20% of what it costs you today. And nobody wants to talk about that. And they keep talking about, we're going to help you more. They better stop helping us before we all end up like the Soviet Union. Adolfo, to say thank you for your service, I hate saying that to, to, to veterans because... Uh-oh. Because it it discounts who they are, it discounts the the intention. I that appreciate. They, thank you for your patriotism, I, number one. I appreciate. And I hope yeah, you I, uh, I hope it. you get to clarify this. But nonetheless, I want you to know just the patriotism to join is what you you should be acknowledged for. Thank you very much, brother. You're welcome, sir. Okay. Ah, tell you what, it's aggravating, isn't it? Put your left foot in, take your left foot out. It's like all socialism. It's going to be great. For the ones that get it, who gets it? All the favored ones in the mafia and all the others, you get nothing and you'll like it. Uh, last year, we saw the rollback of the Dobbs uh, in the Dobbs decision of people's ability to have bodily autonomy. And what's very- So, you know, in the, in the American socialism under this bartending dimwit, moron, morphodite, if you kill your baby or will, are willing to, you're going to get everything. But for those of you unwilling to kill your baby, you'll get nothing. And you'll like it. Very important in the overturning of Dobbs is that we're not just talking Take about- your Dobbs and shove it, dimwit. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. I know this when I come home in the evening, she got nothing nice to say to me. You're on your Friday mode. Game day, huh? You brought the you brought the A game. I said no. I often get questions. I cannot answer, but this one I think I can. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? How was the weekend? It was all right, except look at me now. I'm back in the uh, you know Democrat uh, okay. capital of corruption. How are you? So you're not too happy, huh? I'm less than happy, but I'm still happy. I'm always happy. Yeah, so am I. So am I. But it's the stuff in Chicago is ridiculous. Every day, turn on the news. There's a murder. Oh, murders. how about there's the murders. robberies? How about they at the divvy bike? They're stabbings. It's like it's a frank. Uh, it's like being in the joint. Go ahead. No kidding. Yeah, it's worse. Yeah, Democrat <laughs> happiness. Chicago proud. Go ahead. Yeah, right. In the middle of everything. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the question I wanted to ask you is. Uh, Biden is, uh, you know, they're condemning uh, Russia for using these cluster bombs, right? But yet they're sending these cluster bombs to Ukraine. And there's 120 <laughs> plus countries that, that disagree with the uh, use of them. That, that call them what illegal and a war crime. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I mean. Rich, it's a warfare, welfare, economic system of government supremacy. Steve. That's why they're here. This war didn't have to happen. This war would not have happened had the uh, election actually counted where Donald Trump won. But this war, this is how they make money. Lloyd Austin 
is a big broker for Raytheon more now than when he pretended to work for Raytheon. So if you're asking me, why are they using them? Because they can. And the American government has perpetrated many atrocity. Now, when I say that, I don't mean that people did. People don't support this. People don't matter. All they have to do is sell you some sort of an acceptance, which is why there's a freeze on all information to the contrary, which is why there's a freeze of mayhem, which is why a guy who I don't agree with on the environment, as he is a lawyer for the eco-Nazis, RFK, will never get the time of day. This is a giant what is this, scheme. John? Well, look at NATO has never been stronger. Yeah, right? The World Economic Forum. You have, you have taken away the sovereignty of our nation. That is, the, that is why communists bribe Democrats. Because whenever they're in office, you destroy the principles of the republic. They're just delivering on their bribery, which is why Janet Yellen was bowing to that Chinese the way uh, uh, Kamala Harris used to bow to uh, Wilson. Thank you very much. Of course, right, I think Kamala, I think I think Janet Yellen did have her shirt on. I don't know. I can't. Where, where, where is she? Here you go, man hands. Another woman who inspired the dimmer switch. I do believe that it's possible for both countries to be attentive to and to take actions to protect their national security interests. Then why does one have a favored nation status that no one ever talks about removing? You know the one that bribes your party, Manhans, and the only place you'd be accepted and not forced to wear some sort of a mask, preferably an iron one? That's what the United States has done and oh. will continue to do. Don't get the press squirrel. Just picture her husband in Las Vegas at the Crazy Horse, throwing hundreds, making it rain. I'm Janet Yellen's husband. I've suffered enough. Patrick and Schomburg. Hello, Sean. I'm going to upset some people. Um, well, you're I, called I, the right show. Goddamn right. Oh. Uh, I, um, I was in the Air Force for 10 years active, and then the Air National Guard for three years. And I have not taken any benefits from any of that. From 1970 to 1980, I was active. Um, I was never in a combat zone. I think VA benefits should go to people who are in combat and who've lost legs, who've been injured. Those, those are the people who, who deserve those benefits. It's like every other system or every other benefit it's abused. There's a lot of people who are on disability who shouldn't be on disability. Oh yeah. Come on. I I don't think you're upsetting anybody, Patrick. I I think, I I don't think you're upsetting anybody. I I don't think that's, that's a debate. What I will say in defense of the caller who uh, who called and said that he doesn't get insurance. Yeah. What I will say is, this is how you get pulled off into the into the side argument rather than having the real argument. And that is why I asked him, before Obamacare, did you have insurance? What Obamacare yeah. has done to this nation is exactly what it's intended to do, create a welfare system, not a health care system. See, you've got... 70-80% of people getting subsidized on Obamacare that normally wouldn't take welfare, but you cook it in the mix of failure. Obamacare is an unmitigated failure that has destroyed the opportunity, in particular, Patrick, for a guy starting a business. Really? Do you know, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with business. Do you know what I was paying for a family of four? 2400 a month. A month? A month. That's what it is. And by the way, the new insurance, the Obamacare, they pretend it's Blue Cross Blue Shield. It all sucks. Medical savings account. It all sucks. 
and they don't talk about the failure. So instead, you get the guy who says, look, you, you thrust me into this failure. I can't get it anymore. I was a veteran. Do I qualify for it? I understand both arguments. But the funny thing is, why doesn't anybody acknowledge the failure of it all? And instead, we adapt to its failure. Oh, I can figure it out. I'll do this. and it. Why? We all had it when we were paying $600 a month for better insurance. What is the difference? And it's Barack, he likes big butts. But it's the ideology that the government is supreme and they'll help you. The government has never helped anybody in this country. Anybody that could not have helped themselves had it not been for government failure. That's what they do. They fail and then they pretend to help you. And that's the saddest could, part of all. Go ahead. If I could, if I could say one more thing, uh, the the problem, and it's just not the VA, it's everything. I think too many people in this country want more than they just want. I'd like to put the VA out of business. I'd like to put the exactly. VA out of business because I want to put the war machine out of business. I want to defund NATO. I want to defund the UN. I want to defund the military industrial complex, but that's not going to get us anywhere. People buy it, and then you, then they throw the one thing at you that we all can agree on. The, the Americans that are maimed from the corrupt system should be taken care of. We all agree on that. And exactly. Then, and then you're going to send them to a, to a VA doctor, which, in, which if, they, if they're good at it, they go into private medicine. So how do we fix that? We destroy the private medicine system. Thank you, Patrick. See, I can follow these scallywag communists. You don't fool me, AOC, and your dimwit crew. Um, very devastatingly was allowing, and this case was just ridiculous. Is that a word? Devastatingly? Is that a word, Macbeth? You're, you're a wordsmith. All right. Um, very devastatingly was allowing. I don't like the way it sounds. It may be a word, but I don't like it. And this case was just ridiculous. Um, was allowing for. What's ridiculous is some dimwit moron pretending to be an expert on anything. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Now make me a Manhattan. I don't drink. So make it a mocktail. I bet you can't. Certain kinds of discrimination against LGBT people. Uh, What was so ridiculous about this case was that it was completely made up. Um, The individual held a kind of was like a website designer. See, anything you believe in is illegitimate. Anything they believe in is virtuous. Yet they've been wrong at every turn. And they still pretend to be experts. During the lifetime of our grandchildren, Arctic cold and perpetual snow could turn most of the inhabitable portions of our planet into a polar desert. Good thing you're dead, Spock, because now they're telling you it's a, it's gonna you're gonna it's the hottest day in record. You morons. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. Billy Joel. Alton John. I always get those two. <laughs> Imagine your mother is Christy Brinkley and you end up looking like Billy Joel. Oh, talk about a pair of twos on the come out. In the meantime, somebody said uh, to Fetterman it was going to be hot today, and I knew it was going to be a bad idea. Uh, no, I. I. I uh... Would, would, would just um, really like to you know, the 95, 95, 95. Yeah, it's going to be hot, you big dummy. Is he going to get used to it? Come on, squirrel. That's mean. Don't do that. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? 
stop it, Squirrel. They're in charge. They're leaders. Bob, Plymouth, Wisconsin. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm a vet, 70s. Um, it, it was well known, it's well known that he, you only get, like, full benefits if it's in during wartime. Really? And uh, if you're a reservist and you sign on for that, man, it, your benefits are, like, schooling and things like that. You know, the health care yeah. did you see? Did you see... You know, it's fine. I would like to know your opinion. I mean, you joined in the seventies. Um, yeah, it wasn't. Fun. It wasn't. You, you. You were after Vietnam when you joined, or, or was it during? Correct. Yeah, it was Vietnam up until was seventy eight. I think it I, is right. Was it seventy eight? I thought it was seventy two. Something like that. Seventy six. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's seventy six. Remember, we, I, I just remember when that last guy came off the plane. I, I, I thought I was a kid when I, I saw that. Remember, he kissed the ground. But anyway, um, yeah. you see the the the, the lowest time for people signing up for the military is now even more so than after Vietnam. Did you see that? Oh, I believe it. I'm telling I you, I think it. it's the overall, the, that's the true barometer of the of, of our society. When kids say, I'm not joining for this nonsense. I, I, well, you know, you know, another scary time too, is like you talk about that. I think it was 71, something like that. I mean, you couldn't get a job like, uh, yeah, you, economy. Know, Chicago, you couldn't get a job at McDonald's. I mean, we're pumping gas. And anyhow, they had like the the draft was like on a, a ping pong balls, yeah. And, and, and you know, big you know, they would pull out everybody's birth date, and that's that was how in you Chicago went in. you just take a syringe and you inject it into the ping pong balls you don't want your your guys to go away for. That's how they you know that's the same way they do the lottery down here in Illinois. But you're in Plymouth, well, they Wisconsin. Did the lottery that way, yeah. Well, yeah. listen, seventies. Uh, what was the big scandal? I, well, I mean. I take I take full advantage of my village. I'm 70, and I take full advantage of my uh, VA van, uh, you should. medical stuff. I had open heart surgery down at the Milwaukee VA. I just think everything is great about the good, system. and that's what if it's you're, supposed- uh, if you're uh, uh, if you're positive about it. It's if supposed you're sit to back away from them to call you. Anything going to happen? I think you just described life. But uh, I like well, that, very true, man. Bob. I'm glad that it. it I'm glad it. It should work out for you. It's a small fraction of guys that actually serve. Exactly. You can't take care of these guys. That's my whole argument with it. These are the only guys you should take care of. And by the way, I like exactly. the idea that they sh- they pay no property taxes. After all, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't even have any property. Thank you very much, Bob. I appreciate it. Stay safe and healthy, yeah. strong. How much time I got, Swell? I want it to be longer. I want to update the people. I only got 40 seconds. Fastest show on radio. It truly is. 35 seconds. Stop doing the countdown. You're making me nervous. Cash, dresses, cell phones, even foods. These are among the items that UN peacekeepers commonly use to pay for sex. That's according to UN peacekeepers. Can we send those over there? You know, navigate peace. What do you mean they don't navigate peace? Oh, more. They go to strip joints and buy a hooker. Okay. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so... 
I thought he was my guest. I thought he was my friend. Comes to the cigar store, smokes cigars. Breaking news on somebody else's show. Oh, are we on air? EJ Antony, you son of a gun. What'd you do? You broke a great story on Steve Bannon's show. Is it because of his Rosie O'Donnell hairdo? What lured you into friendship where you break news on that show? Sean, Sean, I, I got to tell you, it is it is literally just because he's on earlier in the day. It was not my decision, I promise. No, I'm kidding. I love the point, though, babe. Absolutely <laughs> love it because nobody is talking about it, except for Bill Clinton. You remember this, EJ. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The pu- That's kind of the story of the jobs number, isn't it, EJ? Oh, yeah. We're just not allowed to talk about it, right? You know, it, it's amazing. That's like the story of, of Bidenomics is we say a half truth, but we don't talk about, you know, the, we don't give people the entire context. So people don't really understand what's going on. We say, oh, my gosh, we have so many more jobs today than we did before the pandemic. But no one wants to talk about the fact that all the jobs we have today in excess of pre-pandemic numbers have all gone to, to foreign born uh, employees. And we have absolutely no idea what percentage of those are illegals because the BLS doesn't conveniently doesn't keep track of that. It's shocking. Shock, shocking, shocking statistic. It was in your article. Was it 80 or 90 percent? Because I, I remember 90 percent of all jobs created are simply regains on jobs that were eliminated under the pandemic. What's the percentage that are go to foreign born or illegal aliens? Well, over 90 percent of of jobs in excess of pre-pandemic levels are just foreign-born jobs. They are not native-born Americans getting these jobs. So if you look at the number of Americans today employed versus the number of Americans at the start of 2020 before the pandemic, it's flat. There's been no increase. But that does explain. And this is the only data, the only information that I've, you know, because I constantly am monitoring Heritage, but you're the only ones that explain how you've had a doubling in food stamps a doubling in Section 8 housing, in essence, a doubling of our welfare system. At the same time, these idiots in our government keep claiming they're creating jobs. The reality is Americans aren't getting the jobs. Americans are getting welfare. And, you know, it's amazing. Again, you know, because I have no social life, so I can spend all my time reading these reports and actually reading the, the appendixes and finding out how these reports work. You know, if you look at part time jobs and full time jobs and multiple job holders. Did you know that when you and I, when we go out and we get a second or even a third job, that counts as an additional job in these monthly jobs numbers? And it's been a thorn in my shoe since Clinton, because that crooked bastard, after he broke apart the jobs numbers from the U1 to the U6 and all the rest of the skullduggery, he's the one who, because he was worried about losing re-election, they're cooking the numbers. So when you take good people who get two and three jobs... You're counting four jobs. It's one guy. Right. So one of the things that happened under under both Reagan and Trump, actually, at least the first three years of Trump, was that as people were able to get jobs that paid more, their pay was rising faster than inflation. They started quitting their second job or their third job, whatever the case may be. And they were able to, to not just survive, but thrive on a single source of income. So that actually pushed down 
the jobs numbers. Under Biden, it's been exactly the opposite, where people can't make ends meet. So they have to go out and get that second or third job. In fact, if you look at that increase in, in multiple job holders, that actually accounts for all of the recent gains in employment. So we're not even sure that the economy has been adding jobs no, recently of course, at of all. Course, of course it hasn't. But the problem is that you have these idiots who pretend to be reporters, these mannequins. And it's what's most disgusting is when I'm back in Illinois, they're repulsive, at least in Florida. If they're lying to me, they're lovely. I prefer my lies to be from a lovely woman. But when it comes to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, I've heard, started to hear, hear a little murmur of something you never heard about, the birth death rate of businesses, because there's a skullduggery in that number as well. So if LLCs are open... If LLCs are open, they arbitrarily can decide by the opening of an LLC, and I don't know what data they use, how many uh, jobs that LLC will create, even though most of them create nothing because they're held by politicians who use them as a bribery money laundering scheme like the Bidens, correct? Right. And and one of the things we saw under the pandemic was an unprecedented number of businesses go under and just never came back. And that's one of the reasons why business formation statistics today are still just through the roof, because people, I don't think, had any kind of sense of just how many businesses were lost in 2020 and even 2021, when so many states like Illinois kept everything shut down oh, as opposed please. to the other states that opened up. So now you have all of these business or establishment births as they're known in the statistics. And you're right. They automatically assume that each of those businesses will add an average number of jobs. And so until they can actually get the payroll data from all those businesses, they just assume that we have all these jobs that we probably don't have. No. And you know, this is the part, EJ, that just it's just aggravating to walk around and know that the government is lying every time they open their mouth. They're lying to the American people. And they have yet to have any kind of any kind of explanation to the massive growth in the welfare system and government spending. This government, the real question is, is it spending nine trillion or are we now above ten? Because they cook the books. We can't get a real answer. But one thing's for certain the quality of life among Americans is so low that we have a, a very low uh, uh, participation ratio in the in job participation and a very high welfare role. Do you think maybe this is a lane for a politician that doesn't want to get painted in the corner to start maybe talking about the massive amount of Americans on welfare? I, I think so, because one of the things we find, Sean, when we do surveys of people who are on welfare is how incredibly unhappy they are. And there are plenty of people, don't get me wrong, who are those welfare roaches who purposely get on welfare and stay there to make an easy living, right? But there are people who genuinely get trapped. You know, not that long ago, I was looking over the case of a single mother, several kids, husband passed away. And literally, if she goes out and gets a job, the best job that, that she's currently capable of getting, her disposable income would be cut in half. I mean, you could make the argument that she actually has has a case for the sake of her children to be on welfare. Not go out and work. Well, you know, EJ, this is my argument. My argument isn't for the run of the mill Chicago Democrat who wants to feel good for existing. I have already given up on you. It's that you've created a system that's hard to deny for somebody in an economic emergency. And I'm not suggesting that people don't have good reasons to ask for help. But to have a system that continues to reward people 
for not getting off of it at a certain point is is the real intention of our welfare system. They know that once you're on it, you're beholding to the government growth. And it's working. And we're losing the argument. And I understand why. You know, if, if you and I have talked about it. In New York, depending on where you are, in California, and certain parts throughout the country, it's a six-figure job. It's a six-figure salary. And, you know, it's hard to walk away from that. I understand the lure of it. But how do we make the argument if we're afraid to talk about it? The problem I have is at least in the 80s, Ronald Reagan would go out and talk about it. These cowards, for the most part, never mention it. Exactly. So, Sean, I I think the inroad there, the way we talk about it is to say to people, you are fundamentally unhappy where you are right now. You know, maybe it's your own fault or or maybe it's just, you know, your circumstance. Maybe it's just the facts of life that got you where you are. It doesn't matter. Whatever the case, you're unhappy on welfare and we don't want you to be stuck on welfare. We want you to be self-sufficient. We want you to have that feeling of of personal pride again. And I think that's the winning message that we have to deliver because because that works for that single mother who's currently stuck on welfare and can't get off. Again, maybe it's her fault. Maybe it's not. It doesn't matter. I think the message rings true no matter what. The the housing department is the next largest money loss entity in our government to the Pentagon. I think another reason, uh, another thing that, that maybe politicians should focus on is the amount of money that is frauded and abused. I'm, I'm at a time where the older I get, the more shocked I am of the cowards around me. Why are we afraid to investigate the open corruption in these bureaucracies? And maybe if you're afraid to talk about the individual on welfare, why is it, in your opinion, that we don't have politicians pointing out the absolute scandalous fraud in a welfare system? Well, I mean, if we're just going to take Occam's razor here, why on earth would anyone point out a problem if they're benefiting from it? And so if you're one of those politicians who's who's in some way getting some kind of kickback directly or indirectly, doesn't matter, from one of these corrupt or inefficient government programs, you don't really have much of an incentive to see that program go away unless there is so much uproar from the voters that you you risk your electoral life. And at that point, then you do have an incentive. But until that happens, why would you want it to go away? It's just, you know what it is, too? It's our it's our willingness to accept the argument at hand. And I'll tell you what I mean by this. I was, you know, I'm, in, I'm involved in Florida real estate, right? This is my job. And um, a lot of people are complaining about the housing prices in Florida. And what it's being touted as in the Wall Street Journal today, Florida is now America's inflation hotspot. And the problem I have is the, the fact that you could even publish this article, that it would get through an editor. Uh, housing prices in an area where people are moving is not inflation in the way supply chain avocados are inflated or eggs or beef or lumber. Housing in particular is more of a supply and demand issue. And the fact that people are fleeing Democrat-run hellholes to go to Republican hellholes I mean, uh, Republican success stories and get away from the hollow. That's why the cost is rising. And the fact that the tax system is based on the value, not the, the corruption of the state. So the fact that this could get published, this story could be published by a guy named Brian Mina and Alyssa Wall- Wallace of CNN. 
this is the real problem at hand. Why is it that you can publish anything and not have somebody have to proofread it? I don't get how this even was reported in the way it was. Well, I'm not sure it was proofread. The problem was the person doing the proofreading probably knew less than the people who wrote that nonsense. I mean, the fact that you would tie the word inflation to an economic success story success story. You're, I mean, you're demonstrating the parochialism of your own knowledge at that point. That's just frankly pathetic. Inflation is a monetary phenomenon, as you know. I mean, that's like saying uh, San Francisco is somehow doing something phenomenal because they have record deflation in their home prices because so many people are fleeing that city to go to places uh, like Miami, for example, where home prices are, are, are rising like a rocket ship. Yeah. This idea that, that somehow uh, rising prices are always a sign of inflation, I mean, that's just preposterous. And if we've given up the idea to recognize growth, private sector, economic success, and you get beat up constantly with misinformation and fraud, it's no wonder you can even have something called Bidenomics rather than the failed warfare welfare policy it really is i mean he's not onto anything new he doesn't have one economic success story and if he did it would be funding businesses that provide nothing and when you see the government spend this kind of money shouldn't we be able to point in a direction of of growth or uh, outside of government spending I mean, can you imagine, Sean, if the private sector had thrown seven or eight trillion dollars at a problem and gotten literally no results from it, except seeing the cost of everything skyrocket? Can you imagine what the reaction would be? People would be rioting in the streets calling for the end of capitalism. But when the government does it, somehow, you know, people just think, oh, we just need more Marxism. It's as if, oh, we just didn't spend enough money or we just didn't have the right people spending it. It's It's absolutely ridiculous. It is, but it's through the misappropriation of funds and this this uh, same old cookie-cutter infrastructure bribery scheme where the contractors give 30% of the spend back to the Democrats. But I want to tell you about an example that I, I, I'm curious to know your opinion on. Ironically, Illinois has the most nuclear power plants in the country. We have the most per state. I believe it's something like 14. I'll have uh, Macbeth look at that. It's either 12 or 14. And the, the very portly Pritzker is running around talking about taking billions of dollars to build new nuclear power plants in Illinois. Why are the people neutered from saying you have 14? You've got 14. You can't redevelop, rehab one of those. You have to build new one. I mean, it's, 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 it's ridiculous to me. I, I'm shocked that the, the left wing of his party would even allow him to say that. I, I, I'm, I'm going uh, to assume that he's going to have to walk that back sometime in the very, very near future because they don't want nuclear for the same reason that they don't want new investments in something like hydro. Things that are, uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes, renewable. We're never going to run out of nuclear power. We're just not. There's, there's too much uranium uh, on, on the face of the earth. This idea that that somehow uh, uh, it is, well, let me put it this way. They have one goal, and that's to force us onto solar and wind. It doesn't matter if the alternative is coal, oil, gas, nuclear, doesn't matter. They want solar and they want wind. That's what the special interests want, and that's what they're going to get at the end of the day if we don't stop them. And wasn't Solyndra a solar panel company? 
Exactly. And, and you know what? That's exactly what we're going to see out of the whole IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, one of the most deceptively pieces, named pieces of legislation in my lifetime, right? I mean, we are just going to see a million different cylindras because the government guaranteed loans in that bill, billions of dollars of loans to all kinds of green energy boondoggles. So a yeah. bank can make a loan to a green energy company, doesn't matter how sound or profitable it is, and if it goes south, the taxpayer has to step in and cover the losses. Holland is having major riots. There's riots all around Europe. I think the vast major- majority of, of human beings around the world are kind of on to the government, eco-Nazi financial scheme that it is. When you see uh, these, these, this cast of Cocoon 4 in, the, uh, in, in Great Britain, do you think that people are going to tolerate this, this bald-faced fraud much longer? Because I think they're under... Plain, how many human beings are onto these schemes? I'm curious to know what you think. Oh my goodness! I mean, it, it's like Sean. It's like we're watching a movie and and we're getting towards the end, and the villain is doing their monologue where they tell the hero that you know their entire plan. Right? I mean, these people want central bank digital currencies. They want people eating bugs. They want an end to fertilizer use. Do you realize half half of the people in the entire world are fed? because of the use of synthetic fertilizers. And these clowns want to end it. They don't want us to be able to, to have cows because apparently they fart too much. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's like they're, but they're all okay with Swalwell. Between the Chinese communist and the fact of his gassiness, you'd think there'd be some sort of tax on farting. <laughs> in, the meantime, in the meantime, Illinois has 11 operating commercial nuclear power reactors at six sites. Um, it's amazing to watch the Illinoisans as I got off the plane the other day, yesterday, and you see them just go, okay, as this bald-faced fraud guarantees that he's going to spend, I don't know how many more, hundreds of millions, if not billions, on nuclear sites. I mean, the problem, too, is that the American people, for the most part, are morons, right? Well, I'm, I'm going to answer your question with a question. How many people, when you left Florida uh, in the airport, were wearing masks? And when you landed in Illinois, how many were wearing masks? Well, I have to tell you, I actually was sitting there, and in the terminal leaving for Chicago, I walked all the way up and down. There was one other terminal where there were people with masks on. There were seven on the, on the terminal leaving for Chicago, in the gate, and there were three on the one for New York. And that's the point when I called my wife and said, you sure you want to do this? But in the meantime, I'm back. Uh, I want, can't thank you enough for coming on and explaining so much of the data that tries to get swept under the rug, and that's what you do. And I'll even give you a pass for doing it on, on uh, a Rosie O'Donnell show. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> for, <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on, as always, and everybody at Heritage Foundation. And tell Bannon I'm only making fun of him, you know, because he's obviously got the same size head. All right? <laughs> you got it, Sean. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, the answer. I mean it, squirrel. I wouldn't let Mike Pence throw out my garbage. Why don't you go home and eat a sandwich with your wife? I, I, I can't stand any of them. I cannot stand any of them. One thing's for certain. I don't want someone who crawled through the sewer of our political system. Somebody who learned how to navigate and put lipstick on the pig of our policies. 
U.S. President Joe Biden told Turkish Prime Minister Tayyip Erdogan that he'd like to welcome Sweden into NATO as soon as possible. He didn't tell him. He bribed him. See, Turkey's got a little bit of an economic problem. You know, it'll solve that. Loan guarantees like the ones in Ukraine. And then you have the scallywag Democrat pimps go and set up foundations. Set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. And everyone gets mad at me because they think, I'm. oh, he lives in Florida. He loves the politics. He's going to go with DeSantis. Not necessarily. Not if he doesn't distance himself from those scum, the Bush family. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. Anybody that the Bushes are voting for, I don't like. See, this is why I can't throw a party, Squirrel. Uh, Nobody will come. Who do you want there? Not many people. Cream Puff Jim. Sean? Yeah. Oh, yes. I was thinking about... I was, you sound I was, calm today. Did, did you eat? You all right? <laughs> I, I'm getting a takeout. Oh, all right. I, I was thinking about the Casa Madrid, my favorite joint. I, I've been all over the world. I've been in New York. I've been all over the you went to the Casa the Madrid can- in Monroe's Oh, yeah. I would, well, listen to this. The right. Casa Madrid, I would take a cab at 4 in the morning. They'd have a dice game, a great dice game. I had a... How'd you I get down get the fire. stairs? Did you go down or up? I'll I'll know how much clout you had. Did you go down or up? Down, down. I was uh, down. I was down. You went with the comments. Well, was, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, that's true. But the dice games were great. I always had a uh, good bar tab there. Whatever you needed, you could get there. Yeah. It was open at about 6 in the morning. It was a thing of beauty. Yeah. I missed the joint. You know, I missed that joint. You know why it wasn't actually a business? They just... Uh, opened the door and people started to show up. It wasn't like there were set hours. I mean, more guys disappeared out of the back door than came in the front door. Couldn't, I'm glad you made it down the stairs, Jim. I would have bet against you because it was a narrow staircase. I mean, I'm, I'm happy you got in and out of there alive. All right. It was a great It was a great joint. Yeah, those were the days, my friend. That's when they said thought Democrats were going to be normal. And then uh, they started to show themselves for what they are. In your IQ, tall. I'm just saying that with the people that we have elected to office in recent years, I think that we have to question their credentials very solidly. Well, I think you're right, Frank. You, but you know what I find kind of interesting? It seems to me if you can speak, you're at a liability in the Democratic Party anymore. Well, you can't speak anymore. So does that, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I couldn't understand him when he could form a sentence, you stupid son of a... You seem dead in a noose. You know, these countries are in real trouble. Uh, and so, but it requires us to be more responsible. The West, I've been pushing very hard to get our European colleagues to invest in infrastructure in Africa, in South America, in to generate the kind of growth. That- hey, hey, moron. Didn't I just read an article that uh, how much of our own water in this country is contaminated because the EPA didn't really protect the environment? They let... DuPonts and other scum donors to the Democrat Party pollute openly and just pay a fine? You crooked bastard. God almighty, I can't believe anybody, I can't believe anybody supports these idiots. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, I want to run something by you. Uh, is this an example of irony? I heard on the radio another station. As far, by the way, as far as I'm concerned, all other Chicago radio is captured by the left. Anyway, um, I heard the molester-in-chief 
the election thief, went to England to meet with King Charles. The cause of Independence Day, by the way. Yeah. His ancestors. And pretend he's royal. Uh, you know, this thing, you're royal of the Gatsangul royal. I'll ear slap you. Who do you think you are, you fraud? King my ass. Right. Go ahead. Right. So, you know, he went to visit with this royal family, and, you know, they tried to take sovereignty away from people, so people left England. So they're going to meet around, you know, climate change, which is going to be the biggest transfer of sovereignty from individuals to the government that yeah. history's ever seen. Is this irony, or Well, you just made me proud, because I got... I have, uh, on my grandmother's side, I got relatives that stabbed those son of a dogs with a pitchfork. They fought with nothing against this pretend king. And now we watch this idiot go and kiss their ass. That's almost as upsetting as watching Janet Yellen. By the way, I didn't realize Janet Yellen is a yard gnome. You see her? She looked like a lawn jockey out there bowing to that Chinaman. But I do think it's important that we be transparent about the actions we're taking. How much money did you take back? Hey, hey, you, dimwit. How much money did you take? What did it cost you? To sell out our country. Were you uh, more expensive or less expensive than the Bidens? Well, welcome back. It's time for the Hot Topic Buzz. Emails revealing Hunter Biden worked with executives from a China-based company back in 2016 in hopes to find potential investors for a movie production venture. Yeah, you know that. The Hunter Biden movie film. What did they do? They shot underage hookers smoking coke with this dimwit and di- diapers son. It's preposterous, the circumstance. And I'm supposed to think... You know what? You know what his strong point is, Squirrel, is the environment. Because if anybody cares about the environment, it's this eighty-year-old political whore who sold out his nation for five decades, really hard since he was, I guess, the vice president. See, I'm not good at playing the game with the frauds. What I am good is exposing the answers. See, the answers are never going to be taken in Washington D.C. The answers will only be taken state by state. Tonight, Governor Ron DeSantis is facing more scrutiny over Florida-bought flights that moved undocumented migrants from Texas to other states. 10 Tampa Bay's Aaron Parsegian has been following this saga for nearly a year now and has the latest legal twist. Leaders in California and Texas are asking the Justice Department to investigate Florida's migrant flights. The request coming in this letter from California Attorney General Rob Bonta. You know what irritated him, Squirrel, is when... Uh... The Republicans, Ron DeSantis and his his upper echelon, decided, I'm not just going to fly him. We're going to fly him to Mata's Vineyard. We're going to fly him to San Francisco, right in front of uh, Pelosi's house, and hope we don't disturb her husband, Stinky Hammers. Governor Gavin Newsom and Bayer County, Texas Sheriff Javier Salazar. Writing in part, given the interstate nature, the federal government's involvement seems especially appropriate. At least from where I stand. Uh, the legality question is an open one. We will go to wherever the facts and the law take us. The moral question is clear. This is a morally bankrupt act. Is it morally bankrupt? Because we have an update for you. You remember the story of the nine-year-old girl who was raped, right? Remember that story? A man accused of raping and impregnating a 10-year-old Ohio girl who then traveled to Indiana for an abortion last year was sentenced to life in prison. Gerson Fuentes was sentenced in a Franklin County courtroom. He entered a plea agreement and was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 25 years. He initially pleaded not guilty. Fuentes will also have to register as a sex offender. The Franklin County judge said the court considers him uh, his crime among the most serious offenses. So if it's life, why has he got to register as a sex offender? 
And the other reason he shouldn't have to register as a sex offender is he's an illegal alien. See, that's the bigger point. So now tell me, lecture me on morals. Lecture me, scum. Under Florida's controversial migrant relocation program, in less than a year, a handful of flights transported dozens of people from Texas. Now let's get the statistics on the amount of people who are killed by people who should never be here. I love immigration. And I think that's what will save us. Save us. It won't be the Chicago Democrats scourge. So I want people who are fleeing totalitarian, socialist, communist countries from around the world. But you can tell a lot about a person by the way in which they actually get here. Elsewhere in the U.S., prompting investigations in California and Texas, where a district attorney is mulling whether to pursue charges after the sheriff's office recommended them. It's called what it is, a political stunt. So they're going to charge DeSantis who was elected by the will of the people to protect the people of Florida. And the way you protect them is you make sure people who have decided their first decision as a entryway to the country is to be an illegal. Because when you let them and you pretend that it's just going to be fine, bad things happen. To Joe Biden, other human beings only exist to the extent they can be used for partisan ends. So it shouldn't surprise you that on Friday he used the story of a 10-year-old rape victim to push for more abortion. According to Joe Biden, the laws in Ohio forced a 10-year-old rape victim to flee to Indiana to get that abortion. Now, the White House never vetted the facts of that story. as the president of the United States saying things that no one checked. But the facts didn't make any sense. On Monday, for example, the attorney general of Ohio said there would not be a reason for this child to flee to Ohio in the first place. Watch. Ohio's heartbeat law has a medical emergency exception. Uh, broader than just the life uh, of the mother. Uh, she, th- This young girl, if she exists and if this horrible thing actually happened to her, breaks my heart to think about it, she did not have to leave Ohio to find treatment. So the obvious headline here was not about abortion. It was about the crime committed against a child. Who raped a 10-year-old? That was our first question. Nobody seemed interested at all in learning who this person was. And maybe there was a reason for that. In fact, there was another moral to the story. Apparently, the rapist was an illegal alien. The Columbus Dispatch is reporting tonight that a 27-year-old called Gershon Fuentes has confessed to raping the 10-year-old child on multiple occasions. I hope he gets the same end as that coach that uh, the other pedophile got. In the meantime, he has to register as a sex offender forever. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. I was just informed. Got some bad news for you, squirrel. Turns out that scumbag pedophile roach Larry Nasser is still alive. Must have Jimmy Carter's doctor. Kevin Austin, Texas. Sean, great show today uh, in uh, talking about all the, uh, what was that, Hunter going to see an underage hooker and all that type of stuff. I'm <laughs> curious, have you have, have you seen the movie Sound of Freedom yet? No, I want to watch it in the privacy of my own home where I could break things and throw it against the wall. No, you got to see it. It stands on its own. Besides the subject matter, it's, a fan, it's like a thriller and a drama and all that stuff together. Such scum. I really hope you encourage it. I want to encourage people to go see it. Because it's a, it's a it's a subject that we got to elevate as far as people being aware of it. And the thing is, the left is trying to 
slam and suppress people to go into it. Why would you suppress a movie Kevin, that talks about? You know where you know I'm I mean? you, you know where I'm from, right? You know Melrose Park. I know and, where you know in the seventies yeah. in the seventies Melrose Park was a a hub of illegal immigration. And I I was young when I learned about these people that that a lot of people who want to get here illegally, a lot of people who are under kitchen they they pay these scum. These these coyotes. Yeah, they pay these guys who who are who are torturers, who are rapists. They kidnap them if they think they have money, and they extort both the people that are expecting them here in America and the people who sent them in the third world Democrat run hellhole like uh, Chicago that they're leaving. And you know this is something that everybody knows, and yet we can't crack down on this. You know that the cartels are running this. You can't crack down on this, and now you have you have. Critics that that say this is partisan because what you're dealing with are Democrats. And I'm telling you, when I t- they know how yeah. evil they are. They know well, what scourge they are and they wallow in it, which is why I want to, to secede. And I, think, I don't want to I don't want to get along with these these people who would advocate for this kind of mayhem or these people. What is it? Mambla men who are attracted to remember all that. Those are all Democrats. I'm sick of pretending I'm sick of pretending these are Americans in the same way you and I are. They're not. They're not. So I don't want to really take their tax money and get their social benefits. Go your own way, Scourge. That's what happens when I come back here. It's always the first day is the hardest day. Get used to it. Now I'm going to have to go outside, smell the the B.O. of failure and Democrat corruption known as air here in Illinois. It's just disgraceful. But uh, we'll be back in 21 hours to expose them for what they are and beat them into the corner so at least they're ashamed for a little while to be what they are. Mafia.